0: I'm Joanna Roach with the Mariah Mitchell Association, and you are listening to The Nature of Nantucket. I'm here this morning with Will Kinsella, who is the chair of Acclimate, and he's going to share with us how Acclimate gets started and a little bit about what's happening in terms of climate change on the island. Welcome, Will.
1: Thanks, Joanna. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thrilled to talk with you this morning. Um, Let's start with Acclimate. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is and what it's about and what some of its initiatives are on the island? Certainly. Um,
1: Acclimate's a uh, collaboration of various private and public entities on Nantucket working to support climate change and sea level rise, education and resilience um it started uh in in the summer of 2019 um after a, a, and this is there were a series of conversations about climate change on Nantucket and after the keeping history above water conference there was kind of a a a, a, a swell of interest uh, in creating an organization that allowed for greater collaboration between Uh, organizations on the island that had shared missions in education and resilience for the Nantucket community. Um, It originally kind of started as a, a conversation between the Osceola Foundation, the Mariah Mitchell Association, Nantucket Conservation Foundation, and the Preservation Institute of Nantucket. Um, they they met informally in I think it was uh, late July of 2019, and uh, they they had kind of collectively uh, agreed that there were there was enough interest on island to begin an organization that allowed for the conversations that uh, were taking place during the Keeping History Above Water conference to continue. Um, so this organization is kind of a marriage of local initiatives um, that have a potentially global impact. And um, you know Nantuckets is we're we're kind of in the crossroads when it comes to coastal resilience. Um, but a lot of the policy decisions and a lot of the actions that we're taking on island can kind of have a much greater impact on other coastal communities that might not have the same resources that we have. Um, So so Acclimate uh, kind of grew from that conversation rather quickly into over the course of about a year um, to nearly 20 partners. And um, that includes uh, uh, in addition to some nonprofits that um, the Coastal Resilience Advisory Committee is is a partner of which you're you're a part as well as uh, we've, we've expanded kind of the initial scope and are pursuing more um, climate change education, working with the Nantucket Public Schools. Um, that conversation has included a number of partners that are in the acclimate community, as well as uh, Nantucket Public School, the uh, Egan Maritime Institute, Uh, the Boys and Girls Club that uh, aren't necessarily partners of Acclimate, but are formal partners of Acclimate, but are participating in Acclimate activities.
0: Yes, all of that is all very true. Can you talk a little bit about what are the goals of the organization going forward and how do you see them bringing people on the island together and, and really you know, making a difference through sort of education and outreach.
1: The, the immediate goal for Acclimate is to increase uh, community engagement. Uh, the most important thing right now, I I believe, is to educate the community, but also to help. Uh, pursue the coastal resilience plan that the coastal resilience advisory committee has uh, worked on with uh, with Arcadis and that the town select board has recently voted to um, support. Um, I, th- I think there there's kind of a two prong approach and one is education so that people can understand the issues involved um, so that they can allow for a dialogue to discuss these issues. I mean, these are massively ex- expensive expenditures that we're talking about um, when we're talking about the science of climate change. Um, you know, these are, these are things that, that probably aren't in, in everyone's like normal everyday lexicon, um, but we're we're talking about things that affect us every day, and that we might have seen throughout Nantucket recent history. I mean, we we all notice changing shoals, and maybe uh, how scallop uh, batches might change from year to year. Um, but we're we're now more in tune with how those those are effects of climate change.
0: So in terms of how you think Acclimate can support the Coastal Resiliency Plan, do you have some examples of that?
1: Yeah, so I I think that probably the the best example of how we can support uh, coastal resiliency right now is through climate change awareness month which we have every september and that's that's just raising awareness to the issue of climate change Uh, we can kind of use that as a platform to provide additional information about the coastal resilience plan and the second the second approach would be through the education initiative which um, it is also two prong, and that would be to provide greater climate change and sea level rise education for uh, the the Nantucket school children, but also to provide educational opportunities for adults, so that the entire community is 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 more cognizant and uh, conversant to these issues.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're right, Will. It's a really complicated issue that will require, you know, many hands to move forward, you know, just a general understanding of how climate change will impact the island and what the small steps are that any individual on the island can do. And then, you know, it's systems thinking, right? What can I do? What can you do? What can we do together? What can we do in our neighborhood what can we do in our community? What can we do on the island and how can we affect the you know state beyond the island? It's like it's that ripple effect, because this is one of those things that is going to affect everyone in some way, shape or form. And and, you know, the the coastal resiliency plan really talks about, you know, mitigation as well as managed retreat. Right. And so, you know, the responsibility is going to end up lying um on individual homeowners, right? Certainly. And on the town, right? And on a coordinated effort by various advocacy groups, such as Acclimate, who can help to shine, you know, the light on education and outreach. So I think that this work that you're doing is really important. And then also, um, the other thing that's happening in conjunction with all of this is you've been working with the schools in terms of climate change curriculum and helping them to develop that. And how how do you see that sort of trickling down?
1: Well, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned the, the school system, because that's probably one of the most important aspects of uh, climate change education, and it really starts with the, the younger people that are, are going to be most affected by the decisions we're making now and by the policies that are developed uh, to deal with climate change. Um, and these are, you know, these are policy decisions that it won't just affect the next few decades, but they're going to have a profound impact on, you know, global climate and human societies for, for the next millennia. Um, so the education component, I think, is is hugely important. And it's one that the Mariah Mitchell Association has really um, demonstrated leadership with from from the start. Um, that that first kind of conversation that um, led to the formation of Acclimate was um yeah, there. There, as I mentioned, there were a few groups involved: the Conservation Foundation, Osceola Foundation, uh, Mariah Mitchell, and Pin. And uh, Mariah Mitchell had already climate change education within their own curriculum, and I think that was the uh, the everyday science programs uh, were already dealing with ocean acidification, erosion, um, pollinators. Um, so, so you know, the climate change conversation had already been happening w- between a lot of these organizations. What Acclimate has most recently kind of helped enable is a conversation between the nonprofits and the Nantucket Public School System. Uh, so, I think we're we're dealing with. Uh, An opportunity, and it's it's kind of it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. And that is how to provide not only the education to younger people, but to provide career training and vocational training for high school students that very well might want to pursue um, climate change uh, resilience efforts uh, in their professional careers. And that's going to be that's going to be hugely important moving forward. I mean we're we're aware of a lot of the the challenges that climate change poses to us. but if we want to effectively deal with these problems, we're going to need a highly trained group of individuals um, to, to confront these problems and tackle tackle them and find solutions and enact the solutions to these problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's where education really is is the primary focus of, of that endeavor.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with that. All right, Will, I want to change gears a little bit and I want to talk to you about your Nantucket life. Right. So I think you grew up here.
1: I did. I I was thinking earlier that you had asked about how I I first got introduced to Mariah Mitchell and it was uh, Haley's Comet. Uh, I, I remember seeing Haley's Comet back in. 1986 at the uh, Milk Street Observatory. And it was kind of the first brush with, uh, with, with science, and, you know, actually seeing astrophysics in motion. Um, and we had, a, we had a young astronauts program on island, which was, uh, I think, pretty influential as well. I was, uh, I was really happy to have grown up here and consider it probably the best place I can imagine growing up. Uh, I did go away for, for school, and then my career was off-island, um, but when COVID started, I, um, I was out of work at the time. I had been traveling for, for almost three years, and COVID kind of clipped my wings and provided an opportunity to return back to Nantucket, and uh, Acclimate had, had already been up and running for about uh, almost a year at that point. And uh, they were looking for uh, for people to get involved. And I was happy, happy to do so. And it's been a privilege to do so ever since.
0: And so what are what are some of the things that you think make Nantucket special? It's
1: it's probably like a a trident (laughs) or it's it's the community community. The historic preservation, the buildings that are preserved, but also the landscape. And we're, we think about like half of Nantucket open spaces is being preserved and the historic structures that are preserved. Those are two very important components. But the sense of community is that that third component that you you can't really legislate or regulate. It's something that occurs organically due to the the people that you have living here and and being on an island i think we uh we we are a community of very uh, unique individuals it takes a very specific type of person to be able to live uh surrounded by by water um and and somewhat cut off from from another you know larger community or you know the mainland or I, I I find that uh, that challenge is, is part of what makes Nantucket community so important is that we're kind of all in this together. Um, and when I think about how that, that affects the, the climate change and, and sea level rise resiliency, I, I think we are more, more suited to confronting the challenges of sea level rise um, because we've been doing this as a community throughout our history. I mean, the town of Sherburn had moved. Uh, we've been dealing with shoals shifting. We've been moving houses. So the, the things that, will, that climate change is going to require of Nantucket community are things that we've been dealing with throughout our history. And I, I think that sense of community makes us particularly well-suited to dealing with some of the challenges of climate change. Sure.
0: I agree. I agree. And, you know, one of the things that um, I try to talk with everyone who comes and sort of shares their stories on our podcast about is their connection to nature. And I think that, you know, Nantucket is really unique in sort of offering opportunities for people to do that. What's your favorite way to connect to nature on Nantucket?
1: I love walking. I, I mentioned I was a traveler earlier and I'm, I'm very much a fan of, of slow travel. It's kind of the equivalent of like the slow food movement. Uh, I try to avoid t- planes. So if I can, I'm going to take buses, trains. I'm going to walk. Um, the be- I think the best way to do it is on foot. And, uh, you know, it's one thing, even even driving at 30 miles an hour, you buzz by so many things that you don't really get to appreciate unless you really take it slowly and uh, have a moment to kind of stop without worrying about any of the cars behind you and, uh, you know, poke around and, and see what's under the leaf, so to speak. Yeah.
0: I knew you were going to say walking. Um, and what, <laughs> is, what is what is what, like? What's your favorite? Where? What, what are a couple of your favorite spots on Nantucket? Your favorite natural spots?
1: Uh, well, I love the moors uh, and Sanford Farm. Is I, I grew up out Dionis, uh, right by the telephone towers. So uh, growing up, I probably spent most of my time, you know, hiking and biking around there. And then in more recent years, uh, we our family actually moved back out to Pulpus, and we've got, you know, thousands of acres essentially across the street that can provide endless, you know, probably a lifetime of walking without without redoubling any efforts.
0: <laughs> well, those are very nice spaces. I agree. And I guess maybe um from my last question for you is, is uh, how how would you describe hope in our community? Right. You know, maybe hope and curiosity in terms of how they are bringing what you're doing and what the island is facing together.
1: Well, I, I think of hope uh, as an emotion towards future activities, a, a desire to achieve a, a very particular goal. And when we think about like what we want as a community, I, I think of our hopes kind of being shared in that we want the Nantucket community to continue to thrive. And that, that, that entails like keeping, keeping the same kind of people here, uh, allowing the Nantucket community to, to remain, to thrive without, without too much of a drastic change. Uh, it requires us to preserve the historic structures that we have, the the open spaces. Uh, I think the land bank's mission is really important in that regard. Um, so the, those the, that kind of three prong important community structure that you know the community, the historic preservation, the preservation of open spaces, i I think we hope that those remain. and if if they do, our sense of community is, is gonna remain the same.
0: I think that that is really a lovely way to end our conversation. Thank you for joining me today, Will. I'm Joanna Roach. I'm with the Mariah Mitchell Association. You're listening to The Nature of Nantucket. And we've been very fortunate to have Will Kinsella, who is the chair of Acclimate, share some of his views with us this morning. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Joanna.